Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello and welcome to the Raw Preview. I'm Michael Sidgwick, joined by fellow Dudley boy Michael Hamflit to discuss everything that's in store for us on tonight's show. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure to subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts. We preview and review Raw Smackdown, the show formerly known as NXT 2.0. Dynamite, Rampage, premium live events, pay-per-views. We have wrestler interviews, host roundtable discussions. We sometimes Ask your answer your questions, and we host a roundup of the week complete with a bloody good quiz, of course, on wrestle culture. It's a pretty stickety stacked raw tonight. <laughs> they are getting to the point, they are delivering good prospective matches. And my boy Luke Gallows is back on TV. I'm earnestly up for this. Yeah, um, we just before we came into record, we identified um, an excuse for a game because we like a game. And especially on WWE previews, typically, Christ, how would we have made it as a mid-roll ad without one? Yes. But we could do it without. Yeah. We're doing the game by choice, and because it's a bit of fun, uh, a bit of colour. A bit of colour. A bit of colour commentary without play-by-play. But um, there's loads. There's absolutely... And there needs to be. It's three hours, yeah. and it, like, it, there always should be loads. There should be more than you need. You should be looking at this being like, how are they going to fit that in? Yeah. Because that's how we... Like, that's the only way you can possibly anticipate a three-hour television show with all them ad breaks and all them obvious time-filling segments not being too long. Like, then, now, forever, it should be a minimum of this every single week. It's nice to see, genuinely. It is. And, uh, yeah, the Superstar Returns uh, rematches from a pretty celebrated pay-per-view series and something they've been building towards for ages is going to happen as well, and it's going to be terrible, and mm. I can't, kind of can't wait on a perverse level. But we'll start with a big headline, and that is the advertised this time return of Brock Lesnar, who is presumably just going to um, articulate why he attacked Bobby Lashley. Um, we expect the um, explanation to be something along the lines of, you took a title from me in absolutely unjust circumstances, uh, you did it like a bitch, mm-hmm. so I'm going to put you down like a bitch. I expect the word bitch. This yeah. is the kind of program <laughs> that really just feels like it's going to yield the word bitch quite regularly. But I do like the fact that they that they are revisiting this, even if it might just be Brock Lesnar gets a big win back ahead mm-hmm. of whatever he's going to do at WrestleMania. Certainly took me by surprise last week. Um, if nothing else, I think his return last week demonstrated 
a bit of trust within Triple H of his own process. Mm. Didn't have to advertise him. You had a very, you had a more cynical idea <laughs> as to why he's going to return. But yeah, you know, under the Jolly Brock babyface persona, I think he does better as a babyface on the microphone. Mm. Or at least when he's doing silly sports entertainment adjacent stuff, than when he's trying to convey intimidation, which is so weird because he's such an intimidating guy. But if you put him with a live mic and he's trying to be intimidating, he's not that great. Pre-tapes, oh my God, unbelievable. But when he's allowed to let loose and riff and laugh at things, he's really good as a babyface promo, I think. Really quite underrated. Um, My worry here is the way in which Lashley responds. I hope it's a face-to-face, nose-to-nose. I would take a pretty cliched um, security guard pull-apart rather than an attack from behind or something. I want them to be considered equals in the build to the match I expect to take place at Crown Jewel. Mm. The the Rumble match was interesting because... It was, it was, if you remember, it was kind of the unofficial start of the Bobby Lashley babyface turn in that he wasn't afraid of Brock. And if anything, he was saying, this is a match I've always wanted and I want it now and this is an opportune time to do it. So there was nothing heelish about then heel world champion Bobby Lashley um, or contender, sorry, going to win the belt back from Brock. It was more heelish when he celebrated what was a pretty ill-gotten victory as if he was a babyface, as if it was Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 12. Yeah. The boyhood dream has come back true for Bobby Lashley because Roman Reigns interfered and smashed his opponent with the belt, you know? So that was all very weird. And I, as you say, like, Brock Lesnar addressing the injustice is great. Bobby Lashley now, as a guy that has defended his title week on week on week and has earned the honour of a champion, doesn't really need to be apologetic for the way he won the belt the first time. Because, yeah. oh, I still beat you. Like, I still, like, I wanted that match and I got that match and I won that match. But if you're coming at me, I'll beat you again. He's like, he wants revenge all over again. He was caught, as you say, it was all bitch, bitch, bitch yeah. last week, wasn't it? So he's going to come face to face with him. I would like, so the match is probably going to be Crown Jewel, um, which is good because it's the it's going to be Brock level in the series. It does set up a rubber match down the road, which is quite yeah. nice. Crown Jewel doesn't have to be the be all and end all of this pretty cool pairing. I would quite like them to go down the route of pull apart security brawl. They are absolute monsters. Not a single thing will be held back. But in doing so, they're given the... Like, I've wanted them to revisit the stipulation for years and they never do it in any meaningful way. The you-cannot-touch-till-the-night stipulation. Yes. Because that allows for whatever Brock's limits... Like, limitations are date-wise. Um, it creates a completely justifiable reason why even if Brock's available every single role, they can no longer get in each other's business because otherwise, like, why would you not? Yeah. Why, you, who's going to stop Brock Lesnar and Bobby Lashley? That's what you can't convince people... You know, it's, remember the Miz going like almost 50 with Bobby Lashley, like, what the hell's that? Yeah. Like, you, huh? you can't make normal people like be able to take down these abnormal men. So I would like it to be that chaotic that they have no choice to do it. And he's overindulging in it, but Triple H has shown that he kind of knows his way around these chaos brawls. Yes, he does. Far, as, a, as a booker as well. So he could probably, whatever he's got in mind, to stage it in such a way that needs a, such a drastic ramification. I think I'd quite like them to do that. Yeah, absolutely. No, they should be hot. It should be big. Um, both... Oh, Jesus Christ, my notes keep going out the bloody ears. Um, both <laughs> performers are really over at a level of, like, beyond... Um, I don't know. Like, I always say, because it's goddamn true, that this can't be that white hot a product because the fans in attendance do not go absolutely mental mm. for what they are watching in front of them. But Bobby Lashley is kind of the ac- exception to that. Yeah. Bobby Lashley was really over under Vince as a baby face, which Jesus Christ, that took some <laughs> doing. Um, so it was really impressive in that respect. Yeah, I expect they'll either 
go all out in a brawl tonight and then say, look, like you can't, the match is too important. And then in subsequent weeks, they could, I just want to see a win with these yeah. two. AEW doing a weigh-in was a fundamentally silly idea because there are no weight limits. Mm-hmm. There are no um, weight classes. There is no scope for going over or under the weight limit. So it's like, oh, you can't actually fight. Mm-hmm. But a weight limit in combat sports, while actually crucial, it's set dressing. It's an excuse to do a promo, yeah. which is different to in wrestling a contract signing in this way. Did they do one originally, actually? For Lashley and Lesnar? Yes, I'm sure. I think they might have done, you know. something. Do it again, do it better. It was, they were definitely leaning heavily on it being a sporting contest. You saw Lashley, you saw Jim vignettes and stuff for the first time in a while. You know, it's like, I've been leading up to this. I was a military guy. I was a young athlete guy, but me and Brock just missed each other. And now, you know, it was, so they did lean on that as much as any, like the sheer physical um, ability of both men. Yeah, of course they did. They yeah. did a weigh-in. And I was really excited and it wasn't very good. Mm. Uh, Lesnar refused to get undressed and things like that. He just yeah, uh-huh. banded the whole thing off. Mm-hmm. I just want to see their bodies. Yeah. I want to see their bodies do okay some flexing. Um, yeah, I'd like something creative at this point, but ultimately, if you're Bobby Lashley, it makes sense from a character perspective, not from behind, to just go straight at him. But we'll see tonight. It's going to be big, whatever it is. Even if it's basic, it's going to feel big time. Yeah. And that's the beauty of having a dynamic such as this. Um, on the subject of basic, oh my god, <laughs> I cannot wait for this. Finally, after all these months, after all of this stupid storytelling, we are finally going to get the immovable force, uh, the irresistible force, and the immovable object. And um, which one's the immovable object? So it could be both <laughs> of them. The Miz versus Dexter Loomis. The stakes for which are: should Dexter Loomis win, mm-hmm. he earns himself a contract. Yep. And I love that. What about the precedent of uh, punching someone to get fired? What about the precedent of killing someone to get hired? For Christ's <laughs> sake, it's ridiculous. So if Dexter Loomis wins, he earns himself a WWE contract, and it's just such a silly stipulation. Mm-hmm. And I know it's a silly character, and I know at times this gleefully embraces being a silly promotion, but it's just it's just stupid. Yeah, It is just stupid. They're silly and stupid. A lovely difference between the two, and this is absolutely stupid. And should The Miz win, Dexter Loomis is banished. He's no longer allowed to kill people or threaten to kill people or to toy with people who he could probably in that moment kill but chooses not to for reasons. And those reasons are, oh, what am I going to do next week? Yeah. Do you think like Jeffrey Dahmer or John Wayne Gacy or, you know, another serial killer in that moment when they've got an absolute unquenchable thirst to kill says, oh, Actually, next week's looking a bit uh, boring, actually. <laughs> so I might just toy with this victim and not kill them. It's ridiculous. And the worst thing is it's like you spend all this time, if you're a booker, weeks worth of angles. You put all that effort in to the story if you think the match is going to be big and hot and great. They are investing all of this time in these stupid angles because they know that Dexter Loomis can't really go. Yeah. But I think they're hoping at this point that he's got this kind of a, a strange connection with the audience. They pop for his appearances, yeah. or they have popped. Some of them have been backstage, so you can't really tell if they're really into it. You can hear the odd like spatter of noise every now and then when they were doing the Grimace stuff, for example. But after three minutes, they, they will die. That's the ultimate thing. Uh-huh. The ultimate truism about... Dexter Loomis is that he's not a serial killer. He's a mass murderer. <laughs> and he kills crowds of people all at once. Yeah. 
This could... Compo- why would you put them against The Miz? This could be appalling. Like, this could be absolutely appalling. The Miz, right. Well, I, I, I'll answer that question first. I think the Miz, you would put him against The Miz because... He's, he's got a good face to react to the killing. He's a, How many he's, killings? Yeah, he does these, like, reaction faces that are not entirely... Um, I mean, they're preposterous, but not in terms of him. He doesn't. The Miz doesn't do acting, does he? The Miz can be an actor. I think he, he puts is. he puts himself above some of his colleagues in that respect. I think. But the match, uh, I, I've been dreading this for weeks, and I think it's why I pretty much took against the storyline straight away, because it always had to end in a match. We always say this: like these things are supposed to end in wrestling matches, no matter how silly it gets. Ultimately, it's got to come with two men squaring off, and well, here we are. The Miz works these very safe, solid, often milquetoast WWE matches with occasional flourishes, strictly against the right opponent as well. He doesn't, like, that doesn't make him Seth Rollins. It doesn't mean that, like, yeah. any old lump, and, like, not to be cruel, but Dexter Loomis he's is... A, he's a lump. He's any old lump, right? Pretty lumpy. Like, can go out there and, like, yes, he, they can do 10 WWE minutes for television, but... Like, it's not the sort of thing where, like, yeah, but in his back pocket, he's got something absolutely electrifying. You're going to be like, you know, Dexter Loomis can go if he's in there with the right guy. Nah. Like, I saw Dexter Loomis with Johnny Gargano and, like, kicking and screaming. He sometimes couldn't get much out of him. And, like, I like the Miz, but he's no Johnny Gargano in that respect as well. People offer different things to their different roles. And I think they've thought so much about what will make sense enough in the backstage area that they've not once considered this as their ramification of it like the, the consequences <laughs> the of their match, actions the match is a consequence of these dreadful actions weeks and weeks of terrible television for a terrible payoff with a terrible stipulation so Dexter Loomis terrorizes and terrorizes and terrorizes with the uh semantic field of <coughs> murder and gets a match in which he wins like I know he's the babyface ostensibly so the babyface wins in the end that's his happy ending I'm gonna murder you 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 hey I got a job I can murder you in our place of work every week potentially like jokes on you or he loses and he's banished which he was and that's how he's gotten into this storyline he wasn't employed like remember the first week he appeared on well he's starting for a contract first week he appeared on Raw the authorities getting him out of there so he just goes back to that and he continues to hit Raw every single week yeah. because he's banished like Dexter Loomis is like he's at worst going to be exactly where he was when he woke up this morning at the end of this match. Yes, banished him without a WWE contract. Yes, but he does prevent him from actually going there. Yeah, he like they've shown that he just gets in every week regardless. He can get on a flight. Yeah, he can rent a car. Yes, he's not going to prison. It's not. It's not like contract or jail. This match is going to be so dull. I think you use the word atrocious. I don't think it can be that bad. I did watch The Miz versus Cody Rhodes, and I didn't think it was possible for Cody Rhodes to have a match this bad mm. after 2017 when he really <laughs> came on as an, just a brilliant all-rounder. But my goodness gracious, this is going to be so interminably dull, mm. and I don't think the fans will be with it. And Dexter Loomis works so slowly, and I get it. He's meant to be methodical. But another thing that annoys me about this is that last week when this match was set up, uh, Road Dog said something to the effect to The Miz of, you know... I can't remember the exact verbiage, but it was something along the lines of, you know, he's a bit of a crazy guy, but you just have to get to know him or something. Yeah. The the implication of those words, and again, I can't do them verbatim, was that, you know, he's not really a serial killer. <laughs> he might toy with you. Yeah. Um, but you're not really in any He's not Cassidy in a way. Yeah. He's not really going to really, really endanger you. He might toy with you, and, you know. But, okay, if that's... True road dog. Why am I scared of him? 
Yeah. Why should I fear the same fear that Miz does on his behalf? If he's not going to kill someone, what's the character? <laughs> well, yeah. Like, what's his sort of raison d'etre if it's not murder? He walks around with the black gloves. His surname is Loomis. His first name is Dexter. Yes. Uh, they could have called him Murder McMurder. That's, his, that's yes. his gimmick, right? And yet, he's like... But he's not really going to kill you. He's just Dexter Loomis. He's just a bit strange. He's going to he's going to throw another man against the ropes, and that man is going to bounce back, and he's going to hit him with a... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Could have just knifed him. Could have shot him. Could have done whatever it is to get your... What does Dexter Loomis get out of this? I don't know. don't know. I, I, I don't... I don't, and I don't think they know. And I don't think they sometimes like to think about that either. I don't think they've ever worked it out. They just think of our oh, stupid angle set pieces. Yeah. And then, oh, we'll worry about the rest later. Don't know what the character gets out of it. They're not getting a good wrestler out of it. No. I just don't get it. Foam axes to sell to kids? Exactly. Like, you know what I mean? It is absolutely stupid. And it's about time someone. God damn it, I'm going to be that guy. Tells people it's absolutely stupid. <laughs> um, I am perversely looking forward to it. Like when it happens yeah. and watching it be boring, it's going to be spectacular. It's the amount of takes I've had on Squared Circle, like, oh yeah, it's really cool. This is it. Well, we'll is see. That, yeah, this is where you know, wrestling doesn't have to be about wrestling. Watch a soap. Watch a soap, <laughs> so I do not have to read your takes because I don't go on r slash Eastenders. Yeah, or r slash Dallas. <laughs> I go on. All squared circle in spite of myself, and I have to read sentiment like you know, Dexter Loomis. It's a bit different, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's different to wrestling, the thing that I like, which they're telling stories. They're telling stories. <laughs> I'll slash all my children. Who's coming back as well? Who's that? Elias. Oh, yeah, I got not Ezekiel because that's too banter for trips. Reservations about this, and they're all related to what we know about Triple H. Um. So Triple H... He's going to come back as, like, the singer of Slayer instead of a drifter. Oh, God. <laughs> I mean, it'd only be the second best Lemmy impression I've heard if he was a motorhead. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Put it like that. It, Triple H shocked us all when, uh, the week after Kevin Owens destroyed Ezekiel, they did that pretty cool Photoshop gag? Yes. Where all the Eliases were around Ezekiel's bedside. As if to suggest, like, I'm not going to have a laugh, guys. I'm not going to kill any of these characters. I want the one I created. I want this boring drifter that nobody likes because yeah. he, he was mine. But, like, I won't completely murder the cartoonish element of this. There was Elrod and, uh, yeah, just a couple of others. There There was a yeah. dad Elias, wasn't there, another one. It, this idea that he didn't want to abandon the Ezekiel thing entirely, which I think is wise because you can absolutely revisit that in years yeah, to come. Yeah. Like, if you establish Elias as this normal mid-card guy again and then one day Ezekiel rocks up, that's pretty fun, isn't yeah. it? Like, now they can flip it and make, have fun with it that way instead. Um, I don't know. I've got, I keep going back and forth on this. Kevin Owens has been conspicu- conspicuous by his absence lately. Now, I don't know if there's an injury or something like that, and that's a reason for his absence, but he was certainly uh, building up quite a bit of fire as a babyface. Everyone had, as good as fantasy booked him into the uh, War Games match with the Bloodline because of Sammy, because of Roman, and ultimately, if you're being paired with the Bloodline, it means that people are really interested in your yeah. own. Um, and yet, he's disappeared. So we'll maybe put it down to injury or something, but uh, part of me wonders if we're getting the Elias vignettes and it's all a bit of a, a bait and switch, but a fun one. So, hello, I'm Elias, the strum, the initial pop before he just turns on the whole crowd, just rips into the area, does that old-fashioned Elias shtick thing where he's been there five minutes and already you hate him again because he's turned on the sports team um, and does whatever Elias would do. And then Kevin Owens, yet again, decks him and yet again puts him back in hospital and we get yet another snap of Elias recovering from his injuries with the Elias family. Because... 
Kevin Owens and Ezekiel did quite a lot of work to get that Ezekiel character to a point. So if this is just... Like, you know how Triple H brought back Karrion Cross, and the whole narrative was, right, mate, grow your hair, wear this leather jacket. I don't want anybody to think about gimp mask Karrion Cross ever again. Like, I don't think that's the case with Elias and Ezekiel. I don't think... If Triple H had just put to bed this character, I don't think it's one that people necessarily laughed at and mocked in the way that they mocked Karrion Cross. Yeah. There was a reason to get rid of this original Karrion Cross. Ezekiel was fairly harmless. Yes. And there was flashes of, like, genuine, earnest fun to be had. Harmless in himself, probably a waste of Kevin Owens in retrospect. Yeah. Even though he's good to play off him. I, and I just, I don't, it's, it's, it's Dexter Loomis, but less. I don't really want to watch Elias wrestle anyone in particular. He's, like, has he ever, well, you know that, like, thing about, oh, well, like, name five great matches. Can you name one Elias match? Like, that's me asking you. Like, can, can I you... remember he had one against Seth Rollins, and everyone was like, great. No. Yeah. No. You might get some arsehole on Twitter posting the graphic and going, this underrated banger doesn't get enough love. <laughs> that... With good reason, actually. Is that the, is the same as the one that was folded into that very overrated long match? Didn't Elias and Seth Rollins have a singles match within the body of that? Remember that match that went, like, for the bulk They had a long Raw? match, but I think it was on the pape. Oh, okay, right. On a pay. That's that was it. I just, he's not, I don't think he's ever really been that guy. And as a result, like, I've, yeah, I wouldn't say, like, I've, I'm interested, it's a return. I think he'll be focused upon. I think there'll be a good pop for the strum of the guitar. And Elias, as, at points, has been quite an over baby face, but it's always got to end up in the ring. And I'm yet to be convinced that there's, like, this is another good one for the, the you know, the Triple H era or whatever. If he gets something, it's not quite the same as getting something out of Bray Wyatt, but if he gets something out of this that you, like, that people can honestly, earnestly say, I am mega invested in what's happening with Elias and insert wrestler here. He's done, like, a pretty amazing job because yeah. I just don't see it I don't on see the evidence it. we've had before. I'm just Googling Oklahoma sports teams just to see who he can get some heat on. Boomer Sooner. Boomer Sooner. Who are they? Oklahoma Sooners, I think. That's JR's college Football team. Is that the nickname? I think it's the Sooners. Well, oh, yeah. So, yeah. We've got the Oklahoma City Thunder. Right. That's a basketball team. Home run. We've got the Tulsa Drillers. What do they do? They're minor league baseball. Touchdown. Oklahoma State Cowboys. What are they? Which is NCAA Varsity Intercollegiate Baseball Team. <laughs> that sounds like I've made it up for batter. <laughs> Intercollegiate. Slam dunk. Oklahoma Homer State Cowboys <laughs> baseball is the NCAA Division One varsity intercollegiate <laughs> baseball team. Okay, I love all of those words as said by Jim Ross. They could, like they could not mean more to him. Yeah, I know. And then like anyone else in the world says them like me and you. Uh, eh? What is that? We've got FC Tulsa, uh, American Professional Soccer Team in the USL Championship. Into that. OKC Energy. Uh, again, professional soccer. The Derby. Oh, the, the the OK Derby. The OKFC Derby. Tulsa Oilers. <laughs> Oilers. That's ice hockey. Tulsa Shack. That's uh, women's national basketball. Tulsa Athletic. Soccer. Yeah. Oklahoma City Blue. Maybe they, maybe they don't win that much, yeah? Uh, that's uh, basketball, actually. <laughs> Oklahoma City, 1889. Well, Look at this, boy. Better hit fancy damn with your history. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Oklahoma City, 1889 FC. Founded 
February 21, 2017. <laughs> 2017. So the Elias characters were around longer than that. Too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oklahoma City Baron. That's ice hockey. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Uh, sports teams. There's absolute blazers, outlaws. The Barons, the Blazers. Ice Hawks. The Ice Hawks. Wranglers. Roughnecks. Defunct. <laughs> too often, actually, if anything. Uh, that's pretty much it. Lawton Fort Sill Cavalry. It makes you realize why, well, other than the fact that he was a horrible, manipulative bully, and I'm glad he resigned in disgrace, why Vincent Mann just targeted Jim Ross himself rather than one of his sports teams. Who's uh, who's head of all these? Yeah, uh, apologies, listeners from Oklahoma. But you like it? Sorry, Jim. I've looked, I've looked down the list, and nobody outside of this state is going to know them. So, so what's Jim Ross's deal with Sooners that he keeps pissing on about? Jim Ross. He likes college football. So I was going to Google Sooners. Yep. Here we go. Uh, the Oklahoma Sooners yep. football program. What's a Sooner? They haven't even made friggin' the first two pages of Google. Jim Ross. That's it, like, college football's hip, like, hips the football, isn't it? It's like, best stuff's happening at college level. You want to see who's going to be uh, first draft, uh, first draft pick in the uh, NFL draft ass. Like, there you go. Boomer, sooner. Is uh, Jim Smith. I couldn't think of another name other than Jim, Jim Ross. Smith. I was going to say, like, Jim Ross from Oklahoma. Jim Smith, the Derby manager. Oh, God. Going out number seven. He was a walk-on at Oklahoma State, actually. Jim, Jim Smith had one of those heeds. Yeah. But I'd say, I don't want to be managed by him. If you're like Bolt, it wouldn't he? You know, action figures that came preset with uh, like hats. Yeah, head, yeah, like, yeah. Jim Smith looked like he was born with this flat cap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you could not separate that from his head. Otherwise, it'd be like the top of yeah, the Lego yeah. man's head. He was a walk on at Oklahoma State. First draft for the Miami Dolphins, 2006 2007. Yeah. Linebacker. Uh, sizzle, I don't know Bases loaded. All wrong. <laughs> Um, a lot, I don't know if I've done a lie. And he's going to probably talk about the, the Oilers um, or the Thunder. But 
Do you yeah. have a, okay. a little bit of fun? Oklahoma Sooners League. I don't know if you got us in front of you. There's 12 teams in that league. It's obviously the college tier. Do you know what the league is? It's time to play the game! Do you know what the league's called? NCAA Division 2. No. Do you want one more guess or not? <laughs> the Big 12 Conference. I love, I love America. <laughs> I love America, man. They just do it better. Big 12. What about the bottom team? Well, still part of the Big 12. We're smallest in the Big 12, but we're in the Big 12. It's a Big 12. Conference. Like a big cack. <laughs> so are there any other teams other than the Sooners? Oh, in the Big 12 Conference. Get the list. I'll try and we can do a... It's time to play the game! People also search for Big Ten Conference. Big Ten. What are all that one's about? What teams make up the Big 12 I just want some stupid American sports team names. Oh, man. It's What's wrong with City and United? It's only giving me the states. I need the team names, man. Nah, it just says... Wildcats! Let's go Googling teams in Kansas, Texas, Kansas State, Iowa State, Baylor, Texas, Texas Christian, and Texas Tech. Texas so Tech. Two separate universities of Texas. Nebraska, Missouri, Iowa State. Uh, you got any daft names? I need to find the names. Keep talking, I'll find the names of the Big 12. Well, basically, my boy, earnestly and ironically, my boy is back. Luke Gallows, my God, I love him so much. I find him so amusing. His off-the-cuff, just being a repulsive man, but reveling in it, I find great. You're not going to see any of that. He's going to play the big, daft, bruising mate of AJ Styles, and he's not going to like tell people to suck it, and he's not going to be licking his biceps. He is going to be working, and it's going to be funny. Yeah. I want, right, you know those um, Chad versus Virgin, remember that meme <laughs> yeah. that came about when it was like five stars and it's just a picture of Christian looking as smug as only he can. <laughs> and it's Edge, like, sped up, or Edge Pro sped up, tearing his hair out. It's got five star and 4.75 star next to it. Those, like, contrast yeah. things. I want, God damn it, someone to do, like, a... You know how you can do the video and video posts now on Twitter? Yes, which yeah. I find uh, not good, actually. So you have to press play and then just press do a thread. It's just a bit easier. Uh-huh. It's a bit unwieldy. But I do, will, sorry, I will make an exception. I want someone to upload a video of his last appearance at Impact Wrestling mm-hmm. and what he's going to do tonight. Yeah. Because what he's going to do tonight, for one week anyway, is work. Aye. He's going to get himself about a bit. He's got some people to impress. And he's going to get himself about it. Hey, Chad, high and tight on those Germans, brother. Yeah. Spike me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I want him to see him go. Yeah. I want him to see him... Like, as much as he can, just go, and I want someone to do that, like, frame-by-frame comparison exercise with the video because he's going to have to go. And, yeah, it's going to be absolutely sensational. Look, this is going to be a gentleman's three out the ass. Mm -hmm. This has got gentleman's three written all over it. The crowd, I think, it's like the weirdest kind of nostalgia when they got that pop. Did the OC with the greatest will in the world, and I say this as someone who actually earnestly thinks Luke Gallows has got a role to play in pro wrestling, and not just as this, oh, Luke, <laughs> will you ever take a bump? That kind of thing, where people just ironically like, yeah. I'll, I'll earnestly like him, I think he's got something, it's like a heavy or the third guy in a tree or something mm-hmm. that isn't even a tag team wrestler. Um, but... With the greatest one in the world, were they ever over? <laughs> when they came back with AJ Styles, that trios match with the new, was it the New Day? Uh, the, no, because it was, was Cena and who all else? stuff about Biggie's balls in a jar. That was yeah, so it, it was, was Cena, Enzo, and Cass. Yes, that yeah, was it. Was good stuff. That that was good stuff. The crowd it was, it, it was all like, yeah, like Enzo and Cass were obviously mega over. 
um, <coughs> and AJ and Cena was the thing people were like, if you remember, they were saying this is awesome before the bell rang in their singles matches, so people were desperate for yeah. that specific combination, like a clash of ages that n- almost never happened. Yeah. And I think even then, like they kind of rode their luck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, like as good as they were. Everything after that, they were just not over at all. There's, and, you know, and I take as, I take on board as well, you kind of like the earnest praise of Gallows. Similarly, these are the proverbial bright lights, are they not? For Carl Anderson, the first night back on Monday Night Raw, lights are shining pretty bright. The fact that, the fact, by the way, that these two could be working this WWE deal, getting big money, we would assume, and still work the Tokyo Dome. Like the ultimate forbidden door wrestlers because there could very easily be AEW wrestlers on that card in high profile matches. Gallows and Anson knocking about in the Never Division and doing Raw the uh, next nah. week. That is unbelievable. That's unbelievable. Like, That's kind of unheard of, actually, actually, in modern era pro wrestling. But I just love and kind of hate how this has happened. It's just the ultimate greed is good capitalism model playing mm. out on the stage of professional wrestling because, for God's sake, like AEW will sign anyone. AEW have the patience of saints, hence why they alluded to running an angle storyline with Brian Pillman Jr. and Griff Garrison and Arn Anderson. They're so patient, so trusting of their talents and the way they think they can develop. the blondes. I'm sorry, but even they looked at the OC (laughs) and their level of work rate and just thought, no. (laughs) Yeah. It's nice like your friend with the young books. Sorry, EVPs, we're not keeping your friends around. Yeah, because they're just (laughs) half-arsing it. And it's just not good enough realistically for our promotion. That's it's a race to get everyone. Yeah. Even the people you thought, you know what? They've made some money and there are major leagues and minor leagues for a reason. You can't not everyone's a star and mm-hmm. not everyone really should be on telly when you've got such a great, great roster in AEW and Nope, there's a war on. Oh, I'll have you then. <laughs> Why? You didn't want them a year. You didn't want them to three months ago. Oh, Why right. would you ever have them again? So I enjoy it, but this has got Gentleman's 3 out the ass, and with Gable, that might as well be minus 2. Well, this, this could be like, uh, this is one of the best matches on the docket from the off. Yeah. Like, it's like, well, we got three profits after that, maybe the New Day, possibly the Usos, but this is almost as good as it gets yeah, I know. in terms of like the, not just how great Gable is, but like the physical chemistry that you expect out of some a bit of fun with Otis as well. Like this could have so much of everything that it could be the only yeah. way it's down. Even if they were trying, they might not have another match with another pair in, in WWE as good as this. Gallows and Dominic Mysterio at some point oh, are going to yeah. be wrestling in the same ring. Yeah, of course. That's where we're getting back to, isn't it? Yeah. The judgment day. Uh, do you want to go from the big LG back to the big 12? Yeah. I've got some names for you. Okay, well, I want to... It's time to play the game! So I want to do some guesses. Okay, all right. So you do the, the city of the yep. Carl Edge. Mm-hmm. I'll... <laughs> Do some ridiculous American sports team name, and then you can come up with the real one. All right. Out of Waco, Texas, it's Baylor University. But I think they would just go by Baylor. as a bit of a clue. Bullhorn. So close. Baylor Bears. Ah. Uh, alliteration, yeah. yeah. Uh, Iowa State. Um, sometimes, like, they have, like, stupid animals, and then, like, you got a mix of that plus other, and this list is going to be some winners. So what is it again? Iowa State. Lightning. Wow. You've gone down the right path and just 
just swerved at the last minute. Cyclones. Oh, the Iowa State Cyclones. You were in. It's, cyclones. It's animals or weather, typically, and then a couple of weird ones, which I'm excited for. Uh, next, we uh, next we go over to Kansas, specifically Lawrence, Kansas, because there's two Kansas teams. So big come Derby. On, complete the Kansas Derby. So, yeah, the University of Kansas in Lawrence, Kansas. What are we going with? Uh, Devils. Kansas Jayhawks, obviously. <laughs> Over to Kansas State. Go from Lawrence to Manhattan. You take the uh, take the number six. The L train. It's like the L train at the number six. Uh, don't get on there late. There's some bad guys on that. Kansas State. Uh, Cobras. No dumbass. It was the Wildcats. What do you, what do you want to do about it? We, uh, we know the Oklahoma Sooners, but of course, we got Oklahoma State. They got a derby of their own. You take the number eight. Uh, you go across the Stillwater, Oklahoma. Not like those guys in Norman. Is that right, J.R.? Uh, <laughs> Oklahoma State. Drillers. Cowboys slash cowgirls. Uh, we, uh, we're heading from Oklahoma over to the University of Texas at Austin. The University of Texas at Austin. Uh, ranchers. <laughs> Kind of close, actually. The Longhorns were going to stay in Texas because I'm sick of Austin. I'm getting my ass to Lubbock. You want to come to Lubbock with me? Because I want to. Where's see, that? I want to. I don't know, but Texas Tech play there. <laughs> we're going to get the number sixty-four to uh, Texas Tech because we're going to see the Texas Tech. Uh. Um. 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 Texas Tech. Fury. Not even close. It's the Texas Tech Red Raiders. What? Anyway, we got one more in Texas, but we're going to save that to less because we're heading all the way over to the fine state of West Virginia. Yay. <laughs> where, the, where the locals of Morgantown since 2012 have been joining the West Virginia. Uh, West Virginia. Ranchers. Kind of along the right lines, the Mountaineers. I think that's unoriginal, actually, because I think of mountains when I think of West Virginia. But finally, last but not least, we go back to the biggest state in the United States, a good old goddamn America, the Texas Christian University. What are the Texas Christian University? And in the section they have type, it's private, it's public. There's been some, this one says private brackets, disciples of Christ. So I don't know what we're, the Texas Christian University football team in the Big 12. I was actually going to say disciples, actually. <laughs> uh, disciples. Fort Worth. Oh. Uh, University? It is a Texas Christian University. Disciple. 2012. Um, the uh, Force. I goddamn wish. It's the Texas Christian University Horned Frogs. <laughs> <laughs> and that completes our Big 12. God damn it, the Horned Frogs suck this year. Sick of my Hornet Frogs. You know, I only connect when they ask for the Horned Viper instead of the Horned Viper. That does <coughs> my familiar. head in. I'm familiar with the works of Only Connect. Uh, where are we at? Where's horned Frogs. <laughs> God damn it. The Horned Frogs. Oh, my ass. The Horned Frogs suck this season. Go on, Frogs. Go on, Frogs. Get off your goddamn lily pads. What are we doing? Uh, we've got one more thing to uh, Seth Rollins versus Matt Riddle and what should be a very good match for the US title. Yes. And at least it makes sense at the booking it because Matt Riddle should have been the, the number one contender, actually. Yep. The title change, no? No. Yeah, we're looking. Oh, we've got two more games. It's time to play the game!
what Seth Rollins' gear going to look like. And will well, be patterned after something from the early 90s. Yes, I want him to arrive via bus. We know that him and Becky have an actual bus, so just... Like, flag the absolute living out of that thing. It's got to look like it's a Seth Express. Him like, at the wheel going, ah, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> Film him in the day driving the bus yeah. along those, like, big, long American highways. Highways? Highways and byways. Um, I don't know, past cactuses or something. You know what, Ameri- yeah. you, you Americans know what your roads look like. Your, your big roots. Um, 66, others. Uh, <laughs> so you have them driving down there. Like, hey, Becky, get me a beer. Because it seems... 71. Is that uh, Bob Dylan? Uh, Route 71. I think you take the Route 71. Highway 71 revisited. Highway 71 is what connects uh, the University of Kansas to Kansas State, I do believe. Oh. (laughs) So, um, this should be really good. Is it 69? I'm going to Google this. It's going to piss me off. Nice. Seth in, uh, does he go? 61, asshole. Does he go Uncle Sam from the first week, or does he build to something as... Preposterous is that. That's pay-per-view gear, that. It feels it, doesn't it? Yeah. Pay-per-view gear. I want... Um, Savage had his old glory gear. Oh, my God. That was fantastic. Was that seven? Uh, it was for some... It was when he was back in Lex. So, it yes. was 93 when he had his... Uh, so did his uh, diminutive friend. Outside yes. the American gear. So, yeah. I would like that very much. So, um, let's... The match, right? Yeah. It should be really good. It that should be very good. Riddle getting this shot now makes a lot of sense. But we... Uh, at last. Yeah. We assume he has to lose. Is there a chance that uh, the bloodline or anything to do with this? I'm trying to tie Riddle to somebody in order for him to lose to Seth and it not be rubbish. Because he's just won the feud. He did win the feud. Yes. And I'm not going to be such a dick to say that if he loses here, he still hasn't won the feud. He did. He beat Seth you have Rollins. an altercation with someone earlier in the night? Yes. Tonight. him for Seth to be able to take advantage, yeah. Because I would like a finish. Bit of a test on uh, Triple H here. Has he got the guts to deliver a finish? Because this one Th- reeks of a DQ, doesn't it? This one has been going on for quite some time, mm. actually. <laughs> actually. Uh, in that, what, does it predate the Triple H era? Oh. Because it does, I think. Because Triple H's first pay-per-view was SummerSlam. This is going to be on SummerSlam. And and the running meme, wasn't it? Seth and it went, yes. Because, like, Riddle was still an uh, idiot. And then, and then, like, the first week he just came out and spoke like a normal human. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Vincent Mars left. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's about time they wrap this one up in a yeah. satisfactory fashion. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what people are like, right? Tribalists. Will, in in the case of Vince McMahon, this is almost literally so, lap up any old crap. Mm-hmm. And because of the initials of the promotion that promoted, we'll say it's great. Yeah. So when we talk about need, no one needs to do anything. Nothing needs to happen. But this could do with a satisfactory conclusion to the first real long-term, or the longest-term story, self-contained, that Triple H has told. Because the more you just don't do this, people will just turn off. Yeah. It's it's honeymoon periods. We know from this year in Tony Khan's AEW that honeymoon periods will not always last forever. Mm. And the thing with Triple H is that he has had one. He has. Yeah. But I maintain I haven't seen anything. Seamus Gunther's been awesome. I'm trying not to be too much of a prick about it. But it's not double or nothing. Oh, my God. Mm. It's not NXT TakeOver at its peak. Oh, my God. Mm. It's better. Yeah. He needs, I think, genuinely, or really could do with, putting some bows on his long-term storyline, saying, right, it's over, but wasn't a great while it lasted. Yeah. So people can trust in the next time a slow-burning thing happens. And as well, like, the win was, the win registered, but the fight pit was a 
wasn't great. No. So if you it's only good. if you deliver a you have the opportunity here, I think, to deliver a result that satisfies people that a feud they've really enjoyed has finally come to an end. They've still got the memories of Riddle having his hand raised in grand fashion in the fight pit. Yeah. You get all the wins out of it, don't you? You've basically exhausted everything you possibly can. If this if this match is really good, if it you know it's got a title on it, so it should main event. Triple H was has built these secondary title matches as TV main events, yeah. so I expect this to go on last and be given. You know, like how, and it never feels this way because you've sat through nearly three hours of a wrestling show. But have you noticed, especially under Triple H, that the raw main event he's trying to present as the dynamite opener? Yes. Like, it's backward logic. Hey, like, how does it remind me just quickly how a dynamite starts again? Uh, wait, that's, I remember. That's, I'm trying to rack my brains. Um, uh, rock the fuel, ring the boom, boom, let's go, ignite. Boom, let's go, ignite. Rock the fuel, ring the boom, dynamite. You know what that means? Hot as balls. Yeah, right? yeah. That, but two and a half hours of wrestling and yes. commercial breaks and yes. everything. It's like, right, now really heat yourselves up because we're good to go. Like it's but he wants that. He's yeah. definitely chasing that energy. We've had some of these like Lashley title defenses or like um AJ Styles matches or the like Rey Mysterio, big main event, like big main yeah. events, big deals, big stuff. I think he's gonna put us on last and he wants people to receive it as the the thing you've come to see, the big rest. And it does make people feel like stars, I suppose. But it's a test because you have got people that have been sat there watching two and a half hours of Raw plus whatever came before it. Yeah. They're up to it. They're definitely up to it. But it's, I'd like a finish. I really want to finish. Okay. We've got one more yes. thing on the docket very quickly. We saw on NXT 2.0 last week that uh, Roxanne Perez and Cora Jade are selecting opponents for one another to face on the Tuesday Night Wars. Pick your yeah. poison. So Roxanne Perez has picked... Raquel Rodriguez, Raquel Rodriguez to down, yeah. face Cora Jade, actually, former tag team partner on NXT, formerly known as D-Point. <laughs> so the question is, yeah. who then does Cora Jade pick for Roxanne Perez to face on the Tuesday Night War? So Hamlet, they're going to play a game. Uh, current roster or alumni? Oh, I'll go, you know what, I'll go current roster, current raw roster. Current raw roster. Yeah, actually. we'll keep it within the realms of reality. And then hope it goes horribly wrong. And then hope bags die night feet. She makes it tremendously awkward. And I try to tell us to her at all times. We'll so do we'll do males and females as well. So So just say when, just say when. When. Yeah, yeah. Right, okay. Uh pick a number between one and four. Two. That'll be a better number, actually. Three. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> because if he's gonna get the contract, it's gonna have to work. And you've heard of Bright Lights, Carl Anderson. Yeah. What about Double Duty, Luke Gallows? Whoa! <laughs> yes! Can you imagine that? Double Duty. I don't think he's ever done that in his life. Double Duty, Gallows. Double Duty, Luke Gallows. You could have had Logan Paul. Yeah. You could have had... Uh, wait a minute. I'm, who... Oh, sorry, about computer... He's done this thing that's been doing all podcast mm -hmm. where it, like, locks, and I have to press it. Yeah. I have to type in my password... So it's, oh, I'm not going to mutter along like that because I don't want people looking at it. So it's, uh, I need to enter my PIN number. And, uh, yeah, so it's, it's awesome. Kevin Patrick! <laughs> <laughs> you could have had. Uh, Will Bond's the fiend. Uh, no, he? he is, he is. Who would have been number one, actually? And uh, Matt Riddle. 
Ah, he's number four. Working like shoot double duty, really, I guess, because he's going to have a prop match tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gallows, yeah. Well, there we go. There we go. Gallo- Gallows versus Roxy on NXT. Oh, kind of rules, actually. Kind of rules, actually. <laughs> like going against AEW in a ratings war. Oh, my God. Remember when the OC, like, if, what if the OC were to turn up on NXT while AEW was airing? It just beat them. Just, just yeah, yeah, yeah. Just shoot on Tony Khan. I'd love that. And that's Raw. That's what's going to happen on Raw tonight. Completed it. Uh, so thank you very much for joining us. It's been a very dadly day. Um, hope you've enjoyed it, yeah. actually. And uh, tomorrow we'll be back, all going well, with the Raw review and the NXT preview. And if you've not already caught them uh, today, we've also dropped our uh, Rampage and SmackDown reviews. And the news should be up as a podcast as well. And, you know, there's all sorts of great stuff to watch on YouTube and to read on our website. So just continue to support us. Uh, we really appreciate it. Um, and if you want to know, sorry, if you've got any ideas for Seth Rollins' gear on mm. Raw tonight, we're uh, interested in this gear. He's got a great attire game. You can do so underneath the link um, to this podcast at What Culture WWE. Whilst you're there, you can follow Michael Hamflet. Huh? Michael Hamflet. You can follow me there as well at M Sidgwick. Once again, thank you so much for joining us. It's really awesome that you do that. See you later. Small details are big surfaces, tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rustoleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustoleum. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 